Hello and welcome to this presentation on understanding raw material traceability. My name is Amanda Evans and I'll be your facilitator for this training. Before we get started, just a little bit of background for those who have not heard of me before. I'm a food safety compliance specialist with over 20 years experience working in food safety compliance within the food industry. I started my life as a state government food inspector in Australia where tracing products and raw materials were a major component of the food poisoning outbreak investigations that I was involved with. I left the government around 14 years ago to start my own food consultancy business where I specialised in training and education, auditing, HACCP development and product labelling. I'm currently a certified food safety auditor privately contracting to BSI for SQF, BRC, McDonald's, Audi, Costco, Woolworths and Coles. I also run HACCP Mentor, which is an international food compliance mentoring site for the food industry, along with my online training site HACCPwise.com. Anyway, that's a brief summary of my professional background. Let's get into this session. If you have any questions as you go along, please use the chat box and I will try and answer at the end of the presentation. The purpose of this presentation is to go through and educate you on how to trace raw materials throughout your food business. Due to the time limit, the presentation will also touch on some basic learning objectives, which include things like defining what a raw material traceability is, to understand the requirements of raw material traceability applicable to your food business, and to then finally identify key strategies to assist in the traceability of your raw materials. It is important to first understand and define what is a raw material. A raw material is the basic material from which a product is made. Raw, raw materials not only include ingredients but also additives and packaging. What is food traceability? In defining food traceability, this is the ability to track any raw material or finished product from its source through all stages of production, processing and distribution. Now a lot of people always ask why do we have to do traceability? Now there's three main reasons. The first being a legal requirement may require you to do traceability, customer requirements, so the people that you supply to may have that part of their contract that you have to have traceability information and to be able to trace your, uh, trace your finished product back through to raw materials. And also finally, if you are, have GFSI accredited standards, um, there's requirements as part of those standards like SQF and BRC that you have to be able to do traceability. Now when looking at the impact of traceability on your business, if you're not able to adequately or correctly trace your materials, there could be a number of consequences on your food business. These can include things like product recall or withdrawal, customer complaints, food poisoning outbreaks, food fraud, audit non-conformances, and finally regulatory action. When we want to have a look at the benefits of actually undertaking raw material traceability, our key thing is to identify affected product quickly to prevent or reduce further injury or illness to our consumers. 
If you end up having a recall or withdrawal because of an issue with a raw material, you'll be able to identify an affected product really, really quickly. Another reason is to support or verify truth in labelling. If your finished product is packaged, it will normally have some type of labelling attached which outlines certain information including the place of manufacture, finished product ingredients and the best before sorry, the best before or expiry dates. Your finished product may even make certain claims around allergen status, provenance or other claims like organic, halal or kosher. Another benefit of raw material traceability is to understand the heritage of the raw material. So where did it actually come from? The heritage of your raw material relates to where it actually came from, a bit like tracing your ancestors by doing your family tree. Knowing that heritage of the raw material helps your business to better assess the overall food safety, quality and supply risk of the raw material. Often many companies fail to assess the origin of their raw materials where they do, so when they do their raw material risk assessment. Some examples of origin based risks include at the moment what we have going on, the nuclear accident in Japan from 2011, the European horse meat substitution scandal from 2003 and more recently the food shortages relating to the Ebola outbreak in West Africa. So we need to know this information so we can go through and correctly assess our overall raw material food safety risk. Who is responsible for traceability within your food business? Everyone from production floor staff right up to management, sales and procurement. Customers also need to take responsibility by checking products for date coding when they purchase and for returning and disposing a product if directed during a recall. Now we have two types of, of raw material traceability that you may know about and these include in-house, so where you would start with a finished product and trace back to all of the raw materials used to make that product. This is where you generally collect the records as you go through including production, processing, quarantine, testing, receival, storage, waste and corrective actions. The other type is from your raw material supplier. This is where you try and ascertain further information about the exact origin of and the travel history of the raw material. This type of traceability involves researching in partnership with your supplier if this information is not uh, readily available or readily known. In understanding how to best manage and implement raw material traceability within your food business, there are three main phases to follow. The first one is to know where it came from or the origin. Number two is to know where it went in your food business, so the production. And the third one is to know where it ended up or the destination. Let's now have a look at each of these phases separately and explore relevant control and implementation strategies. The first phase that I want to go through is the know where it came from phase, otherwise known as the origin phase. There are a number of different ways to find out the origin of your raw materials. Raw material specifications should be available for all of your purchased inputs. You should be able to get this information 
on specification directly from your supplier. Take the time to, to fully read and review the specification. I would also suggest that you compare the specification against the actual product labelling that comes into your business to ensure that they are correct. If the supplier doesn't have this information documented, you're going to have to do an interview process with that supplier to get more information, but I'll talk a bit more about that in a moment. Another important thing to know about your supply is if the raw material is being procured through a broker or directly from a manufacturer. If you are using a broker, you really need to get back to who that actual manufacturer is. You'll also need to be aware when ingredient substitution occurs due to supply availability, uh, availability or, or the supply is not available. Our third action is to complete a trace map for each raw material. This is particularly helpful when there are multiple brokers involved in a supply chain and also when there are multiple transport opportunities. This is applicable to the products that need to be refrigerated or frozen. Mapping the cold chain process can assist with your raw material risk assessment process. Completing the raw material risk assessment is the last area in this phase. If you are certified against a GFSI accredited standard like SQF or say BRC, there is a requirement to complete a raw material risk assessment. You should be doing this as part of your HACCP process anyway, even if you're not GFSI certified. The origin of your raw material is one hazard parameter that you would assess when completing this process. If you are unsure on how to undertake a raw material risk assessment correctly and what types of hazards you should be assessing, I'll have a link at the end of this presentation where you can get more information. Moving now on to phase two, and that is to know where that raw material goes within your food business. There are many ways to trace raw materials throughout the business, but the main ones are to use things like the batch code from your supplier. This could be something as simple as using the raw material expiry dates. For any work in progress or finished product, make sure that you are applying some sort of coding which tracks back to each raw material used, equipment used and your production days. Having clear standardised recipes or formulations in use helps with determining mass balance. And then a record of any waste through garbage, scrap, animal feed or animal feed needs to be documented to help with both traceability and mass balance. This should also tie back to the raw materials used in that waste. Lastly, the identification and traceability of rework needs to be included in the system especially where rework occurs on different production days. The final phase is knowing where those raw materials ended up. So what raw materials went in to make the final product and the ability to trace the finished product through to the customer. For the purpose of mass balance, any quantities related to dispatch finished product, waste returns or quarantine products will need to be clearly recorded. Whenever you go through an external audit process or even if you are conducting a test of your ability to trace products, you need to have records. Records that link the raw material source throughout production and then onto the customer.
Audit evidence includes records or documents relating to the approved supplier information, raw material risk assessments, receival, production, processing, rework, packing, dispatch, quarantine, human resources and customer details. Like any audit evidence, there is a benchmark of what good looks like. When evidencing raw material and finished product traceability, all records and documents should be clear and indelible with sorry, clear with indelible identification. This means that at any point in your process the material should be identifiable. Labels should be clear and not rubbed off or unreadable. Good records. All traceability records should be available for review. The mass balance adds up. Mass balance is where you can account for every single raw material which goes in to make the finished product. This not only includes the raw ingredients but also packaging and labels. So for example, if you are manufacturing a loaf of bread and we were to do a mass balance on the raw material of flour, the flour that comes into your business would be balanced to the production of that bread less any waste, rework or finished product moisture loss. Our final test of what makes uh, what good looks like is to make sure that you can retrieve all of your traceability records in a timely manner. Have a look at your current records and see if you can easily pull out and assess the information that you need. Well that brings us to the end of this presentation. To recap on what has been covered in this training, we have defined what is a raw material traceability, we've provided an understanding of the requirements of raw material traceability applicable to your food business, and then we've also identified key strategies to assist in the traceability of raw materials. If you are looking for resources to help you with product traceability, raw material risk assessment, approved supply programs, or any other food compliance requirements, check out my other websites, which include hassetbooks.com, hassetwise.com, which is my online training site, hassettemplates.com, uh, and hassettmanual.com. If you would like further information on food safety compliance, please head over to my website at hassettmentor.com and sign up for my free Hassett Mentor articles and posts. If you have any questions, please leave a comment below this video and I will answer as soon as possible. You can also email me directly on amanda at hassettmentor.com. Thanks very much for your time.